0: It's time for the Daily Sports Dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. Yeah, that's right, folks. It's me, your host, Joe Canale. It's your Daily Sports Dump. Should I even say that anymore? It's your weekly sports dump? I can at least say that at this point. We did one last week. Uh, We're doing one here at the beginning of this week. I could almost say daily if I anticipated doing an episode tomorrow. So why don't I just say it and I'll anticipate it. No promises beyond that. But it's at least your weekly sports dump. It's uh, Monday. It's October 12th, in fact, uh, as if that matters. A lot of stuff happening. I'm by myself today. And if you know anything about me, you know I don't really like that necessarily. I don't like introspection and being left with my own thoughts. And I also like interrupting people, which makes it very difficult to do when you're by yourself. So, here I am, interrupting myself over and over every time I talk. I just want you to know that. Normally, I've got some kind of guest here or an interview or whatever, but one of the guys who I am trying to line up an interview with is uh, David Sampson of Nothing Personal with David Sampson on CBS Sports Channel. And he does his episode by himself, and so... If a Major League Baseball president can do it, then so can I, says I. So here we go into some news from the weekend uh, delivered to us by our news researcher slash joke writer, Quincy Miller. So let's get into it, folks. If you didn't know the Lakers, they are your 2020 NBA champions. LeBron said it took a lot of effort for the team to overcome the heat on the court and coronavirus off the court. As he was saying this, he was interrupted by an uninvited J.R. Smith, who added that he overcame a bunch of non-COVID related viruses to earn his ring. Hmm. And now we move. That's it. Just like every other sports series. I'll just say this. Uh, Maybe I'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode when we get into, you know, talking about some shit that happened. But that's it today. NBA is over. Moving on. With football, it's amazing how much this country and the sports media loves football so that there was barely any coverage of LeBron's third different team that he was uh, the MVP on winning a title, which is really historic. And if the seasons hadn't all been overlapping like they are now, there was a baseball game yesterday. That's all we're going to talk about it right there. But it would have gotten a little more coverage. But just like everybody else, we're moving right on to football. That's all the jokes you're going to get on the NBA, for now. In college football, unpaid football, uh, you may have heard of Alabama coach Nick Saban, and he accused Ole Miss players of stealing his defense's signs in the team's matchup this weekend. He also added that he suspects Ole Miss is interfering with his recruits' direct deposits. That can be very, very bad for the SEC, although those are both SEC teams, so they know what's up. They all got the same numbers. And now we move to the pro football that we all love so much. There are a lot of crappy teams in football. I think my New York Giants are the crappiest, but the Jets are a competition. And the way the Falcons are losing is competition. And after all that, the Falcons fired Coach Dan Quinn after they started 0-5 for the season. Now, there's several coaches rumored to be under consideration to replace Quinn, including Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher, who thinks he's getting hired by the Falcons, that getting hired by the Falcons is the only way he'll ever make it to Atlanta, which I assume is where the national championship game is being played. That one I put in there for Quincy, who is actually he put it in there, who's a Texas fan. And he's feeling pretty bad now because their season is over as well. So he, he has to rip on Texas A&M. And, and look, after seeing the super spreader event that they had yesterday, I'm all for it. We'll get back to that later. Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Is it? It doesn't matter. It's still a big team. And ugh. we all know this, that Dak Prescott uh, suffered a season-ending ankle injury against the Giants yesterday. Now, without Prescott, Vegas predicts the Cowboys are going to finish the season 3-13 and 13 and easily win the NFC East. That might The Cowboys might get all the wins for that division this year. Now, it was a gruesome injury, folks, and uh, if you saw it, Prescott was running, and the season was ended when Giants safety Logan Ryan knocked him out of the game, kind of tackling him on his legs. In a related story, the Giants season ended as soon as their quarterback, Daniel Jones, entered the first game. That's how bad the Giants are. I got to get Quincy to look at some games that don't personally affect he or I, because it's a big country out there. But the Cowboys game is one that's always going to be, you know, big attention, especially when there's a gruesome injury like that. Now, if you're following the salary stuff, the injury comes as Prescott's ba- battling... Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to keep it in. As Prescott's battling with Dallas's front office over a long-term contract extension. Now, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said he doesn't trust long-term extensions ever since he took too many Viagra, and he had to have his dick drained in the hospital. Dick drained? Oh, dear God. There should have been a warning before that. I should read these before I read them. And if... Uh, As if it wasn't coincidental enough that Dak Prescott breaks his leg the day Alex Smith comes back. And if you remember, Alex Smith broke his leg on the anniversary of Joe Theismann breaking his leg. It's all connected with these leg breaks. But in the same division, Washington quarterback Alex Smith, he made a stirring return to the field just about two years after nearly dying from a broken leg. Now, he said the comeback was hard, but yesterday reminded him of what, a truly, what is truly important in life. Completing a few garbage time passes for a dog shit team that has no hope of being competitive anytime soon. Now, that's not fair, but that is fair to say about that team. Not about Alex Smith, who came back and hopefully will give Dak a target to, to shoot for in his comeback. But yeah, the Reds, not the, the Washington football team. no one else is going to call him that neither am I thank you Quincy for updating us on the news of the weekend in joke form and now just going to run through a few of the items to catch you folks up because I know everybody's busy getting back to real life Are, are we I don't know but yeah LeBron wins a championship and you know I'm recording this middle of the day so I've listened to some content but Most of the content has either been not talking about LeBron, or if it is talking about LeBron, it's talking about how no one's talking about LeBron. And I think that's part of the content machine, because they have no more games, and they want to move on with football, so they're just going to cover that. But I think when you have, what an achievement, just from a scientific or whatever you want to call it, I think this is an example we can look at of like, okay, you can live your life in a somewhat like normal way if you take... You know, if everybody takes precautions, okay? We don't all have to bubble our jobs up like they do, but they took precautions, and then they even loosened those as things went along. Family came in, but they kept things, you know, tight and had rules, and everyone followed them. I think it's a nice lesson. (coughs) Also, all the sport, well, football, I'll get into how I don't think it's going to finish the season in a little bit, but hockey got through it completely. Basketball done completely baseball looks to be getting finished with it completely and baseball had some slip-ups they all should be applauded but it's also should be mentioned how much money was put in the all of this and how much money they make or else they wouldn't have done all this all right baseball is a little different so they squeezed the season as much as they could they stretched out that little dispute so they only had to do 60 games because they lose money when you don't get crowds more than anyone else but the TV deals for basketball and football are so big that playing these games is worth it for them. Even with all the precautions they have to take, which the NBA did, and I'm not sure if the NFL is doing, actually. But congratulations to LeBron. There's, of course, the Jordan-LeBron thing. I got to see Jordan play. I never went to a game at the Chicago Stadium like an idiot, but I watched almost every Bulls game. In the in the comeback, the first comeback for Jordan, and he was just a, a brutal killer every game, and that I think ultimately titles, skills, scoring titles, re- re- you know, awards, and what they can do on the court. You can argue that forever. The one I think definitive difference is the just cold heartedness of Jordan, and I was just tweeting back and forth with some just random person who who commented that you know, LeBron might be a better person, but we're talking about better basketball, whatever. So, in that regard, you know, sometimes you need uh, a psycho to to win the titles. And I think if someone was to say, who's more of a psycho, Jordan or LeBron, you'd get 100% Jordan psycho. Like, which one is likelier to kill an opponent on the court? Again, Jordan, 100%. So... Again, does that make them a better human? Almost certainly not, but perhaps it makes them a better basketball player. But it's not life and death anyway. Speaking of life and death, 2020 continues to kill the wrong people. In the last two months, I'll just go through this. Lou Brock, Tom Seaver, Bob Gibson, Whitey Ford, Joe Morgan, five living Hall of Famers including the oldest, well, formerly the oldest living Hall of Famer, Whitey Ford. I mean, this year just continues to take and take and take all the wrong people. I mean, look, I'm not just talking about in this country. There are horrible people all throughout the world. Dictators, just awful, horrible people who are who are doing bad things to other people on a grand scale. And you don't hear about any of them going. But all these Hall of Famer Players and big actors and everything are dying. The end of the year award shows are just going to be in memoriams. The whole thing. So I will. Joe Morgan passed away this morning. And an ironic thing about Joe Morgan is he was so anti statistics and everything to the point that some comedian, some comedy writers had a website, you know, uh, Fire Joe Morgan, I think it was, because they thought he was a horrible broadcaster and he didn't believe in any of the new analytics coming in but if you were to look at his career through that lens he he improved his career you know value more than almost anyone with the new metrics which is kind of ironic when you look at how good he was if you know who ricky henderson is probably if you've heard of him or not mike trout mike trout is a special individual outside of the realm of humanity he's crazy but i'm trying to think of like a current day power hitting leadoff hitter nobody like Ricky Henderson but Joe Morgan was Ricky Henderson with a gold glove at second base and he was 5'8 so he was a great player Uh, my brother who is our statistical analyst I asked him to give me some info on Joe Morgan he said just look at his stats he's so good but then he reminded me that both my brother and I Joe Morgan was left-handed my brother hit left-handed I should have hit switch hitter finally got my father to admit that He should have made me a switch hitter because I'm more left-handed than right-handed. But he made me hit right-handed for some reason. Anyway, we both did the Joe Morgan arm flap. And what is that? It's, uh, all right, so if you're hitting right-handed, that means your right arm, your back arm, the one closer to the catcher, you're flapping it as the pitch is starting so that when you swing, your arm, your elbow is up high so that you don't swing in a pop-up way. Now, the funny thing is everybody swings in a pop-up way now to try to put the ball high up in the air, but Joe Morgan had a great uh, hitting average, on-base percentage, and good power, and he did this thing so he would hit line drives by keeping the elbow up, and both my brother and I were taught to do that, and to varying degrees of success, more for my brother than for myself, but he reminded me that 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 was the case. So there you go. And of these guys, I have a connection to, except for Bob Gibson, who I admire and was a great player and, and everything and any player of his era, especially a pitcher, I'm reading the biography of Satchel Page right now, and my wife said, How many African American pitchers are there in baseball? And there's for, you know, eternity there's been a dearth. It was like the quarterback position in in football. And also the catcher position has kind of you don't see as many African American catchers as much. Which then leads to the manager thing. It's all, you know, it's it's systematic. But Bob Gibson and Satchel Page, not only were they, you know, living in a world that was against them in some regard, but they were playing a position that people probably didn't want them to play either. So they had double, double duty on that. And Gibson and Brock, multiple championships. Seaver and Morgan were teammates, multiple championships, although Seaver got one with the Mets. Whitey Ford, 10 championships. That's pretty crazy. And Whitey Ford admitted that he, he doctored the ball almost every pitch. So good for him. Oh, if that call is coming through, I apologize. We'll just leave it in there as a sound effect. So all those guys in the last two months are gone. Tom Seaver, Bob Gibson, Whitey Ford, three of the greatest pitchers who were left living. Lou Brock, Joe Morgan, two of the greatest offensive players ever. And Lou Brock, of course, in the worst trade of all time. I saw Tom Seaver's 300th game on television. It was against the Yankees when he was with the White Sox. And Whitey Ford, my father's baseball team, won the New York State Championship in Little League or Senior League or something, which is like the kids older than Little League. And they got to go to a Yankee game, and Whitey Ford was pitching, so my father got to meet him there. And then he went to Frankie Frisch's house after they lost the regional championships and ate lunch. And I believe Frankie Frisch is the guy who was on the Hall of Fame committee who got a bunch of people who don't deserve to be in in because they were his friends, which then Tony Larussa did recently. Speaking of David Sampson as I was earlier, I was just uh, kind of tweeting him trying to bait him into an argument over Tony Larussa, who I continue to say is the biggest steroid apologist in the history of the sport. It's just weird how it just followed him everywhere he went. All right, so that was my baseball screed. Also, my 2020 keeps killing people's screed. As I said earlier, there was a baseball game yesterday, but nobody cares about it. So there's some—the Dodgers are playing today, so that's important. So that's a good thing to talk about. I want the Dodgers to win now that the Yankees are out, which seems— again, when I was a little kid, I would have never wanted that. My heart was broken when the Yankees lost in 1981. I remember Willie Randolph hitting a home run in that World Series. Yankees were up 2-0, and they lost to the Dodgers. So that makes me real mad. But I am rooting for the Dodgers because I live in L.A. We got a championship here with LeBron. Now we can get one with another all-time great Clayton Kershaw. I like that all-time great shit. And if we don't, it's very possible that means that either the evil Astros or then Tampa Bay becomes championship city. Does America, I mean, that would be pretty 2020 for Tampa Bay to be like Title Town in this year. That makes sense. No offense, Tampa Bay, but it makes sense. And again, you know, Tampa Bay could actually win in the if Tom Brady, you know, gets his vitamins together, they could win in football too. So that would just be disgusting. It would be a Tampa Bay parade. That talk about a super spreader event. That's one there. All right. Well folks, I think let's see, we've gone through all our sports, our tennis. Oh yeah, Rafael Nadal, thirteen championships in the French Open. I'm doing this off the top of my head, and him and Federer have twenty. And Novak Djokovic is now further away from second place, and he all threw it away because he hit that lady in the face with a ball. It just goes to show you, control your balls, folks. Okay, because when you don't, you 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 lose. That I'm gonna have to work on that that little. That little thing. But we got a lot of content coming up for you. Uh, Hopefully, this week I've got some game show questions and quiz stuff coming up. Going to be getting together with Brad Morris, old buddy from my Second City Slash, ESPN Radio 1000 Chicago days. So we'll be bringing you something this week. And, you know, this is where I I should have had something planned for the ending, and I, I really don't. So follow us on Twitter. Sports Dump Show. Please rate and review us and all that. And you know, if you, you know, we like to interact. So if you go on the Twitter page and and, you know, insult us or try to bait us into an argument, we probably will bite if that's something you're looking for. All right. Talk to you sometime in the future. Unless you have a time machine. Bye.